Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 190 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for the sweet messages we find in your word. Help us hear the message you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's see what Jesus is teaching us in Matthew chapter 12. First, Jesus schools the Pharisees in the area of mercy. Verse 7 says, And if you had only known what this saying means, I desire mercy, readiness to help, to spare, to forgive, rather than sacrifice and sacrificial victims, you would not have condemned the guiltless. He mentioned King David and his men when they ate the showbread in the house of God, and he mentioned his disciples who were picking wheat in a field on the Sabbath. The Pharisees were more concerned about rules being broken than about offering mercy to those in need. Our God is filled with mercy. The Pharisees weren't. Jesus went on to heal many people, and we read about another prophecy being fulfilled in verses 18 through 21. Take time reading these verses. They are more than uplifting. Verse 21 says, And in and on his name will the Gentiles, the people outside of Israel, set their hopes. Yes, we hope in God through his son Jesus, and we are thankful to be chosen to know him. Verses 36 and 37 speak to me every time I read them. But I tell you, on the day of judgment, men will have to give an account for every idle, inoperative, non-working word they speak. For by your words you will be justified and acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned and sentenced. Jesus tells us the power of our words and the condemnation we will suffer if we use them wrongly. Let us be careful about the words we speak and seek to use uplifting and encouraging words to those around us and the words we speak to ourselves. We recently read about the queen who went to see Solomon in the Old Testament. She traveled many miles to see him and was wildly impressed. Jesus talks about her in verse 42 and how she will stand up and judge the generation that denied Jesus. I always love to see the Old and New Testament collide. Let's read about the new church in Acts chapter 19. Paul went to Ephesus to continue to spread the gospel there and stayed for two years. When he arrived, he found some disciples who had been baptized by John, a baptism of repentance, but were not aware of the baptism through Christ. So they were baptized again, and the Holy Spirit came upon them just like the day of Pentecost, and they spoke in different languages and prophesied. There were many unusual and extraordinary miracles done by Paul while he was there, according to verse 11. Verse 12 tells us, Handkerchiefs or towels or aprons which had touched his skin were carried away and put upon the sick and their diseases left them, and evil spirits came out of them. What a time it must have been to live through such God-given power. It must have been amazing. The church grew most abundantly. However, then a man named Demetrius called some people together and rallied them against Paul and the disciples. He was a silversmith and was worried that everyone was denouncing their idols and his business would go out of business. The city of Ephesus worshipped the god Artemis, and his vocation was partly supported by making images of her for everyone's home. He caused quite a ruckus for Paul and the others. Verse 29 tells us the city was filled with confusion and some of Paul's men were dragged to the amphitheater. In the end, the crowd dispersed and everyone went home. Thank goodness for the voice of reason by the town clerk who calmed this raging crowd down. Let's see what's happening in Second Chronicles chapter 19. In our last chapter, we read about Jehoshaphat teaming up with King Ahab, ruler of the Israelites. Ahab was killed, but Jehoshaphat made it back home. This chapter tells us many things that Jehoshaphat did to draw his people close to the Lord. However, in verse 2, 
a seer went to talk with him to tell him that because he had teamed up with Ahab and those who didn't love the Lord, wrath had gone out against him from the Lord. May we hold fast to the Lord regardless of how tempting it may be to team up with someone who is against God. Chapter 20 is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. A bunch of ites were coming against Jehoshaphat. Verse 3 says, Then Jehoshaphat feared and set himself determinedly as vital need to seek the Lord. He proclaimed a fast in all of Judah. Jehoshaphat prayed a great prayer to the Lord. Take your time reading through this prayer. Verse 12 says, O our God, will you not exercise judgment upon them? For we have no might to stand against this great company that is coming against us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. He truly humbled himself and his people before God, and God sent his word through a prophet, saying, Be not afraid or dismayed at this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Verse 17 may even be more fantastic and says, You shall not need to fight in this battle. Take your positions, stand still, and see the deliverance of the Lord who is with you. May we remember when we are seemingly beat, the Lord is fighting our battles for us. In verse 20, Jehoshaphat said, Believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Then he appointed singers to sing and praise God. They sang, Give thanks to the Lord for his mercy and loving kindness endure forever. God deserves our praise no matter what our circumstances look like. They look completely different to him. When they started singing praises to God, the Lord set up an ambush against all the ites and they started killing one another instead of killing any of the opponents. There was so much spoil for Jehoshaphat that it could not be carried by all of his men. There was much rejoicing. Because God had dealt so severely with their opponents, everyone was afraid of Judah while Jehoshaphat ruled, and he enjoyed peace during the rest of his rule. However, in one last act of disobedience, he joined with Azahiah, the new king of Israel, to build ships. A prophet told him, Because you have joined Ahaziah, the Lord will destroy your works. So the ships were wrecked and unable to go to Tarshish. Let us pray God keeps us from temptation, keeps us from evil, and keeps us seeking Him all the days of our lives. Well, let's see what Psalm 9 teaches us today. King David praises God throughout much of this psalm. May we use his words of praise to praise God. He also writes about the poor and oppressed. In verse 9, he writes that God will be a refuge and a strong tower for people in difficult times. In verse 12, he writes he does not forget the city of the afflicted, the poor and the humble. In verse 18, he writes, For the needy shall not always be forgotten, and the expectation and hope of the meek and the poor shall not perish forever. Yes, the Lord looks down over us all. He has not forgotten us. He is our high tower and our refuge. We can lean on him. Let us pray. O Lord, thank you for the mercy and love we find in your word. Help us come to you and learn to rely completely on you, for you are the victor in our battles. Help us surrender all our struggles and enemies to you and allow you to fight on our behalf. May your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word. 